100. Uh, we're going to start this new sermon series, and I'm, again, excited about it. Um, in the past, I don't know, you know, we always focus on Thanksgiving. Can you all hear me? There we go. All right. We always focus on, uh, on Christmas, but it seems like Thanksgiving at times, it might be a, a sermon or two maybe uh, there, but if you'll, if you'll flip to Psalm 100, I want you to think about this. No one is born thankful, are they? I mean, the reality is thankfulness is oftentimes taught. In other words, we begin to teach our kids what thankfulness is and what we can do. Thankfulness doesn't come naturally to us, and sometimes it doesn't come at all. As a matter of fact, I would say in a majority of what's going on in, in our culture today, we are a very thankless culture. We don't look for the, the things to be thankful for. We look to the things to be critical of. Am I correct? I mean, <laughs> I've, I've seen recently, I don't know if you follow much of, of, of the news and stuff going on, but there was this competition between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's chicken. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like who had the best chicken? And we all know that answer, but um, I, <laughs> so, so I worked at Chick-fil-A two years. Sorry, I just kind of have my preferences, but um, you know, Everybody has this idea, but, but over the last week, what I found funny is all of a sudden there's this new rage again of, uh, on Popeye's chicken, but it's because people are literally getting into fights and getting shot and killed over chicken sandwiches. And it, it, it becomes a very thankless um, kind of culture and, 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 and situation that we run into. Every Thanksgiving holiday, we're confronted in an ironic situation, and it seems to be that the more we have, the less likely we are to be thankful for what we have. As a matter of fact, in today's generations, in, in, in a lot of what's going on in the world today, we have more than we've ever had before, but yet we're the most thankless culture or in most, one of the most thankless times that we've ever seen in the history of the United States. When people actually had to scrounge to make ends meet and, 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 and to save everything and keep everything, you could always tell the older generation because there's the ones that you go over to their house and their garage is full of stuff. You're like, why do you have that? Well, just in case I need it. And you go to the younger generation, and they got all this stuff in there, and it's just stuff in boxes that they have no clue what they have. Like, I, I know neighbors around us that when I see their garage door open, you're like, whoo, there is no hope you're getting one car, let alone two in that thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? And so those are things that we begin to see take place. We live in a time of extraordinary abundance, but that hasn't led us to be greater in thankfulness, but rather it leads us to an extraordinary sense of entitlement. Like we are owed stuff. See, I believe this that thankfulness is a quality that must be learned and nurtured and cared for and encouraged. But I want to ask this question how? How do we learn to be thankful? How do we lead ourselves in ways of thankfulness? How do we teach our kids to be thankful for what they got? How do we teach everybody around us and talk to everybody around us and let them know how thankful we are for them? I love our neighborhood. I love to stand outside. I love to wave at people. I like to talk to people. Sometimes I wave and don't talk. Sometimes I talk and don't wave. But I love being that person who's outside and seeing what's going on. And I know people who complain, oh man, I hate, I hate our neighbors. I hate, I hate our neighborhood. I hate everything about it. And it is something to say to be thankful for everything you have. And when you think about that, 
And when you think about the thankfulness that we can have, I want you to understand that importance because in today's world, most people show up, they turn the garage door on, they drive in, and they shut the garage door and they never see anybody. I mean, I know I'm a little different. I grew up in Wyoming, but we actually ran our neighborhood. <laughs> like, like, we were involved with people. We had friends who were our neighbors, not neighbors who we didn't know. And so I want you to think about this as we jump into Psalm 100. How do I live my life where I can be living with thankfulness? Listen to Psalm 100 and listen to what he says. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along. Listen, listen again, and, and, and I'm gonna step on a little bit of toes here today, um, and I'm gonna step on my own as well, but I want you to think about this, because listen to what he says, Psalm 100, and if, you, if your Bible's anything like mine, it says a psalm for giving thanks. Listen to verse one, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. What in the world would happen if you walked into a Baptist church on Sunday morning and everybody was shouting? Oh my gosh. You were feeling like you were, I was waiting for somebody to say that. You would feel like you were all sitting at a Pentecostal church. Look, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. It's not just, it's just not us. It's everything is going to praise God for who he is. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with, listen, gladness. You know how many churches I've been in and it's like, oh, gotta go to church. Because it's the thing to do. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his and we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse four, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. See, here's the reality and here's, here's where I'm gonna step on a little bit of toast. I've been to numerous Chiefs games and you stand in the seats and they're screaming, go, come on, yeah! And it's loud, man, that hurts my hands. It's on wood, it's not the plastic seats at the Chiefs games. And I'm not saying you need to come in here and go crazy and bonkers and everything else, but I want you to think about this when it says, shout for joy, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. We get so excited, listen to me, obviously I'm not a Chiefs fan, so I don't do that at Chiefs games. I do that as a Broncos fan at a Broncos versus Chiefs game, and I'm gonna make as much noise, but I'm just as guilty all right? We get, I mean, listen, Alabama LSU game yesterday, all pumped up, all excited. Woohoo, yeah, it's a great game, awesome, all right? But we get bent out of shape over games, and then we come into church and we're like, no emotion, no excitement, no gladness, no thanksgiving. And we're going to jump into what I believe why we should shout for joy, because there is a reality that we have to begin to see in order to be thankful. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. I want to read you some verses. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you this because I'm going to just run right past it to get to this point. But I want you to see the main point today, that a thankful heart is a happy heart. A thankful heart is a joyful heart. Could part of our problem be in today's world that we aren't thankful for what we have or even what we go through? 
So here's the main idea, here's the main point, here's what I want you to get, that thanksgiving begins and ends with God who is good and whose love is everlasting. Thanksgiving begins and ends with God who is good and his love is everlasting. See, if I say a thankful heart is a happy heart or a thankful heart is a joyful heart, could part of our problem be that we're just simply not thankful? Is there a reason why we don't have joy? And the reason we don't have joy is because we're not thankful for what God has already given us. We just sing about it. I mean, this idea, God, every morning I am thankful because you woke me up. You obviously have something in store for me. God, I am thankful because even though that my son can be a thorn in my flesh and my daughters can be problems at times, that they are a great encouragement and they are the love of my life and I would do anything for them, even the point of saying I would die before them and I would hope to do that and protect them. But I want you to understand that in every circumstance and every situation, I can be thankful for whatever God puts me in. That even in the midst of a financial difficulty, that I'm thankful for the circumstances I'm in. I'm not thankful for what's going on, but I'm thankful that in the circumstance I'm in, God is walking with me and he's going to walk through it with me, that he's not going to leave me. So I, I begin to say this, that Thanksgiving begins and ends with God. That's the issue because the reality is most of us, Thanksgiving begins and ends with our circumstances. Oh, you know how it goes. Walk in. Hey, how's it going? Terrible. Day sucks. It's gone to hell in a handbasket. All this stuff went on. Got into, I, I was going, last week I was at HLG. I spoke at, uh, at Hannibal LaGrange in one of the classes last week on Wednesday. And I'm not joking. I, I told you, I'm usually, I'm usually a guy that I, I talk and things like this. But anyways, I'm on my way to HLG. I'm literally like 10 miles outside of Hannibal. And I'm doing 75 and a 65. And this guy's riding my tail. And so and I'm passing everybody. So I finally get over. And as I get over, they, I, they drive by me. There's two of them. Boom, man, they flip me off. And so I went, just like that. Oh, dude, they came unglued. You just got, I mean, more and more. Then they got their phone out and they started taking pictures of me. I'm like, what did I do? I gave you a thumbs up, <laughs> you know? And they drove on finally. And I was like, Wow. Right, <laughs> much love. I'm thankful for that circumstance and situation because it was, it was out there. But I want you to think about this. My circumstance could have dictated the rest of the day. The situation that I was in could have dictated the rest of the day. Instead, thanksgiving begins and ends with God. And what I want you to see is the position you have under God and with God and how you can walk through life, even in the midst of the darkest, difficult times, that you can walk through those with a thankful heart. That thanksgiving, because it begins and ends with God, who is good and whose love is everlasting, is something that I need to practice. And I believe this wholeheartedly, that one of the things that we have to practice as individuals, one of the things I have to focus on more as an individual is to be a thankful for person for the people around me, for the people that I, I, I get to serve with, for the people I get to serve in serving you, for my wife, for my kids, for the people I work with, all of those things, but also for the circumstances that I face, that I can be thankful in those circumstances, not necessarily for them, but in them, that I can learn through them, that I can become a better person. So here's the question, why should I be thankful? If Thanksgiving begins and ends with God, who is good and whose love is everlasting, why should I be thankful? Number one is this, 
because thankfulness is celebration of God. Thankfulness is a celebration of God. Listen, I just brought it up. How often do we get excited and pumped up and on fire for a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game or anything else? This city come unglued when the Royals were in the World Series. We were thankful for the Royals. Now talk to a Royals fan. (laughs) And that's coming as a baseball fan. It's torturous. How often do I give God the glory he deserves? Listen to verse one again. Shout to joy or for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. There's a song, matter of fact, my wife just referenced it uh, on, on her Facebook earlier this week, but there's a, there's a song by a group called Hillsong, the group Hillsong called So Will I. If the mountains were made to worship, so will I. If the rocks cry out, so will I. And so I want to just give you a couple of these verses. Listen to what it says, Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Psalm 95, one. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 46, seven. Sing praises to God. Yes, sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. Let everything, Psalm 150, verse six, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Do you realize that even in the midst of if you and I don't worship, the worship still takes place? That every time the sun rises, every second that the earth is revolving on its axis around in its orbit around the sun, that all of that is in some way, shape, or form praise and worship to God. Why? Because it's the earth literally crying out, shouting for joy to the Lord, that in every circumstance, in every situation that we see with animals out in front of us and everything going on, that we can understand and see that they are giving praise to the Lord. So thankfulness is a celebration of God and what God has done. Isaiah 55, listen to this. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. That is a message to Jesus, the suffering servant at some point to say, listen, when you come, here's what's gonna happen. And that is the beauty of how scripture plays out. And so when we enter the presence of the Lord, when I am in a relationship with him, as a matter of fact, even on a Sunday morning, what I would say is don't come in downcast and depressed and discouraged. Come in with joy. Even in the midst of your darkest times, you can come in with joy knowing that in every circumstance and situation, God is gonna walk with you through it. And so I celebrate because thankfulness is a celebration of God. I am celebrating who he is. I am celebrating what he has done. And again, there is this joyful idea. And I want you to understand this. This is just a tag in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it in there. I'm gonna add it in. But joy, true joy is a fruit of the spirit. Happiness can be taken. You can be unhappy. But joy, joy is a fruit of the spirit. And when the spirit is working in your heart, it is something that should be, something that should be naturally there. That even in the midst of a trying time, even in the midst of a financial difficulty, even in the midst of of maybe some relational rub and some problems, that I can still find joy because God has called me, has gifted me, has given me his spirit so I can walk with joy. Not necessarily happiness all the time, but joy. So shout for joy to the Lord. 
And we're gonna jump in just a little bit farther, dive into this verse just a little bit deeper, but I wanna read this quote to you and let you understand that what this really carries over. There was a guy, he's dead now, his name's J.I. Packer, great theologian, and he says this, we need to discover all over again that worship is natural to the Christian as it was to the godly Israelites who wrote the Psalms and that the habit of celebrating the greatness and the graciousness of God yields an endless flow of thankfulness, joy, and zeal. Did you hear that? That in the natural in the habit of celebrating God and who he is, the greatness and graciousness of God, it yields an endless flow of thankfulness, joy, and zeal. I just wanna ask you that question. Do you have that joy? Do you have that thankfulness? Do you understand what that means? That when I celebrate who God is and what he has done and, and what he stands for, that it should naturally lead to thankfulness and joy and zeal for him. And I wanna challenge all of us this, this year to be thankful. Not just this month. For the rest of this year, in the coming years, that you begin to look for ways to be thankful, not critical. I think it was on Wednesday, I posted something on Facebook and I said, I need this sermon more than most, probably most everybody. I'm a critical person. Like I'm always looking for ways to be better. I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself and I'm hard on others. And I just like, I need this sermon more than anybody else because I need to be thankful more than critical. So number one, again, why should I be thankful? Because thankfulness is a celebration of God. Why should I be thankful? Here's number two, because we know the most high God. Listen to what he says, verse three. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his people uh, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. See, God is all-powerful, God is all-knowing, God is omniscient, God has all of that. But I wanna ask this question, what can you possibly do for God that God can't do for himself? What do you and I have to offer that God can't offer to himself? Here's the reality. What you and I have to offer that God can't offer himself is you. God created you. God loves you. God sent his son to die on the cross for you. God paid the price for you. We know the most high God. And so why should I be thankful? Because God did everything in his power, everything that he could to show us, number one, his love for us, number two, his care for us, and the desire that he wants to have a relationship with us. So why should I be thankful? Because God made the first step. We know the most high God. God created us with value and worth and we are his and he is our shepherd. Again, jump into that. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. Listen, here's, here's one of the biggest things I could say that I would hope would encourage you today. We live in a world, I brought this up with our, the, the Bible study group just before, but we live in a world today where everything is revolving around our circumstances. In other words, my value and worth comes in a job. If I lose that job, now my value and worth tends to disappear. Or my value and worth comes in a relationship. And if I lose that relationship, all of a sudden my value and worth disappear. We get or we strive to get acceptance from people that in reality we don't need acceptance from. Why? Because when God created you, when he formed you and fashioned you, you have value, you have worth, you have purpose, you have meaning regardless of what you go through in life. Did you hear that? 
regardless of what you go through, you are a person of value and worth that can't even be measured, but it's measured to the point where Jesus said, I went to the cross for you. I died on the cross for you. I bore the weight of your sins for you, and I rose again, offering you life and life more abundantly. That's something to be thankful for. That's something to celebrate. That's something to shout with joy to the Lord for. We know the most high God. And listen again what he says. It is he who made us and we are his. Do you know what that means? You know what that carries? Ownership, possession. My dad used to say possession's nine-tenths of the law, right? Well, in God's economy, it's 10 tenths. You're his. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. But here's the beauty of it too. We are his people. We are the ones he bought, redeemed, purchased, loves, cares for, did everything for, but then it says we are the sheep of his pasture. Do you know why that carries the meaning of? That God wants to care for and nurture us. That he wants to provide. That he's gonna walk with you through every circumstance and situation. Listen, most of us, the reason we're unthankful is because we compare to what everybody else has. We do. We become unthankful because we play the comparison game instead of just saying, Lord, thank you for what you have given me. Thank you for what you have brought me through. Thank you for the friendships I have developed as a result. Thank you for breaking me down and showing me that it's not about me, but it's about you. Thank you for the blessings you have given me. This is what I find ironic about our politics system to a certain extent, because that's what we do. We're not thankful. We compare. We know the most high God. And here's the thing, that all creation belongs to God from the highest mountain range to the deepest ocean, from whole continents to tiny little molecules. And God will fight for us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will lead us to water. He will lead us to food and he will lead us to rest. So why should you be thankful? Because you have a chance. You have a chance to know the most high God through his son, Jesus Christ. Number three, why should I be thankful? Because a grateful heart is a praising heart. Listen to what he says. Verse four, enter his gates with what? And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. A grateful heart is a what? A grateful heart is a what? A grateful heart is a praising heart. Listen, remember, we're gonna go back to the negative aspects, all right? If I'm gonna be thankful, I gotta be somebody who praises God. Now, I don't, I don't wanna come across harsh, but have you ever met the people where you're like, hey, how you doing? Great day, praise the Lord. And you're like, oh. Because I know, I've heard people talk about it before. Oh, they drive me nuts, why? Because everything's praise the Lord. Oh, How awkward is that? Do you see what I'm talking about? Critical versus thankful. 
Critical heart says, oh, they drive me nuts. Everything's praise the Lord. Thankful heart, oh man, praise the Lord. I faced a difficult circumstance, praise the Lord. Hey, guess what? I just got 20 bucks, praise the Lord. He provided. A grateful heart is a praising heart. Now, I'm not saying you gotta go off the deep end. I'm not telling you to try and be something you're not. What I'm asking you to do is to begin to look at every circumstance and situation and say, how can I begin to praise the Lord for what he's done? How do I thank God for all that he is doing in my life? How do I praise him for the good works, for his provision, for him taking care of our circumstances and the difficulties, for him providing when we didn't know where we were gonna make ends meet? How do I have a praising heart? And I think you have to begin to dig in and go, listen, here's how it's gotta be. I have to understand that when I enter into God's presence, I need to enter in with thanksgiving. And here's the reason why. You don't have to go through anybody else to talk to God, do you? The beauty of Jesus dying on the cross is that when that veil was torn, you can enter the presence of God. You can have a one-on-one relationship with him by not going through anybody else, by what, doing what we practice, the priesthood of the believer. That is, you don't have to come to a priest or a pastor to confess your sins. Why? Because I can go to the Lord and confess my sins because he is faithful and just and will forgive me of any and all unrighteousness. And so I can come in with a praising heart because I have direct access to him. I can read about him and learn learn about him and get to know him by digging deeper and deeper into his word. I have a praising heart because God, I get to be revealed or I get revealed to me who you are through your word. A thankful heart is a praising heart. A grateful heart is a praising heart. And listen, God is in control. So in everything I can give thanks, not because of my circumstances, but because I know the one who controls my life. There's a quote here by Doris Day that she, she said, I, I found this out. Gratitude is riches and complaint is poverty. Gratitude is riches and complaint is poverty. See, it's not happiness that brings it gratitude. And I hope you hear me out on that. It is not happiness that brings gratitude. It's gratitude that brings happiness. And so I just wanna ask you that question. How can you express your thanks? How can I be a more thankful person? See, when you enter here or when you enter into the presence of Jesus, do you enter with a thankful heart, praising the Lord with gratitude, or do you enter begrudgingly like, ah, I gotta go. You know, the old uh, teenage attitude as you enter church, I'm getting drugged to church. Enter with thanksgiving. There ought to be a nice big fat sign maybe on Sunday mornings that we enter with a thankful heart. Think about that. That you come in with joy and gratitude and passion and excitement because God is with you. And number four, why should I be thankful? And here's what I wanna give you, because God is good forever. Listen listen to what he says in verse five. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You know, when I was growing up, our church used to say this. Matter of fact, they would say it when people would join the church. They would say, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, all right? Now, some of you may be like, well, that's really cheesy. But when we get that around our heart, 
that God is good all the time and that all the time God is good, we begin to change our attitude from an attitude of complaint to an attitude of gratitude. Then in the midst of every circumstance and situation, God is good. Why? All the time. Because no matter what I go through, God is good. And that all of the times that I am dealing with whatever I'm dealing with, God is still good. That's literally the promise. That's the statement that's being made. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. The reason why this verse is so important is for you to understand that no matter what circumstance you're in, whether it's just dealing with difficulties or work or financial hardships or even death to the point because you may be getting persecuted for Christianity or for Christian beliefs, all of those situations and circumstances play out in an attitude of gratitude or complaint. Because I really have two options. I can be grateful for what God is doing in me or I can complain. That's what's gonna be great over the next couple of weeks because at one point we're gonna be jumping into where Paul is in prison. He says, give thanks, always. It's like, why would I give thanks from prison? That's like one of the worst places I could be. And Paul's like, nope, I'm right here for a reason. So learning to give thanks in everything because God is good forever is an understanding we have to begin to see. See, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. H.A. Ironside, old pastor, said this, we would worry less if we praised more because thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. We would worry less if we praised more because thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. That's a great illustration for us to understand. See, God's love will outlast our lifetime and the lifetime of every other other generation. Listen again. For the Lord is good and his love endures what? Forever. Matter of fact, there's a song. I wish we we could do that at some point. Uh, Kurt Franklin just went brain dead. The song popped into my mind and it's gone like that. That's what happens when you get old, uh, older. Um, anyways, so, but God's love will last longer than our lifetime. God's love will last longer than all of the lifetimes of every generation that's to come. And so you don't need to be, listen, you don't need to give thanks for the bad day or for a bad relationship or even for bad financial difficulties. Rather, you give thanks in those situations. I give thanks in the bad day. I give thanks in a bad relationship. I give thanks in a bad financial decision or difficulty. Why? Because it shows a heart of faith that is already faithful to God. And so here's what I want to do just very simply, because we're going to wrap up with this. I want to give you this last quote, and I think it's something that all of us should remember. It's going to pop up on your screen. But in the midst of asking this question, I want to ask this question and then give you this quote. I want to ask you this. What are you thankful for? There's this old hymn. Count your blessings, name them. One by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count, I'm going to sing it. You don't want to hear me singing. Um, Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. I can always remember my grandma standing right next to me. I can hear her voice even to this day singing that. And I want to just ask you as we enter into this, what are you thankful for? What is it that you just want to praise God for? 
What is it that God is doing in your life that you can say, God, even in the midst of this dark time, this bad, difficult decision, we can praise you in the storm? Because it goes back to this. Happiness does not breed gratitude, but gratitude breeds happiness and joy. So here's the last one. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. And in every moment, thank God. Rick Warren, a pastor out at Saddleback Church in California said that. And I think it's something that all of us could remember because all of us in some way, shape or form are probably in one of those circumstances. You might be on a joyful high and you say, this is a happy moment. Praise God. You might be in a difficult time where you're going, I don't even know how we're gonna make ends meet. Seek God. You might be in a quiet moment where you just say, I just need to worship God for who, what he's done. It may be a painful time right now. Maybe it's a loss of somebody. Maybe it's broken friendships and relationships. You have to trust God. But in every moment, you can be somebody who has an attitude of gratitude. And so going back to our sermon title and our sermon series, being thankful. And this idea of having an attitude of gratitude in every season. Not just Thanksgiving, as we're coming up to celebrate, but in every season, can I have an attitude of gratitude? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna have the ushers come forward. We're gonna do offering. And as they come forward, the worship team's gonna come up. And I just wanna pray. And I wanna encourage you during this time. And maybe it's something that you wanna pray about. You wanna say, hey, I, I need to be more thankful. Maybe you want to pray with somebody. Say, hey, I'll, would you pray with me that I would begin to have an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's, you're dealing with a rough time. Maybe you're dealing with a difficult situation. You say, I, I need somebody to pray with me, pray for me, pray over me to help me out through the situation. I want you to know we're going to do this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to ask the deacons to come up here because we're going to wrap up with this. We're going to close with a song after offering. After the offering's done, I'm going to ask all the deacons to come forward. All right. And if you're somebody who needs to be prayed for or prayed with, I'm going to ask you to come forward and one of these deacons can pray with you. I don't care. Just grab one. You can grab two or three if you need to and say, hey, would you pray over me? All right, so we're gonna have the offering come forward. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, number one, that we can have an attitude of gratitude regardless of what circumstance we're in or what situation we're in in life. God, we know you wanna do great things. And God, oftentimes I feel like in my heart that I come in with a complaining spirit, a negative attitude, a critical attitude, instead of being someone who's thankful for those that you put around me. Thank you for the circumstances you are leading me through and in. And God, also thankful for just everything that you have blessed me with, the gifts you have given, the relationships I have. And so God, I pray that we would just evaluate our lives, that we would look at it and look at our life and just say, God, I wanna praise you for this. I wanna thank you for the blessing you have given us. And so Lord, I pray that you would just help us be people who are thankful for everything, that we would praise you in the storm, that we would praise you on the mountaintops and that you would receive all the honor and glory. God, we know just in this brief moment of offering that it's our chance to give back and there's no way we could ever give what you have given but you've called us to obediently give. And so God, we give trusting that you will multiply it. 
we give, trusting that you will do great things with it. So God, I pray that we would just be faithful to what you've called us to do. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.